Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, well, Vicky, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Poppin' tag, she gon' spin a bag. Hope it's not your mess. She gon' throw that ass. Okay. All right, y'all, so we have Whoa Vicky off the porch with us today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling blessed. How about you? I'm feeling really good. I see we got the babies. You got to tell us the babies' names. Okay, this one named Bankhead. He ain't my baby no more. I gave him away. Um, <laughs> not nothing bad. But then I just got this one. Her name's Seven. Seven. Yeah. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. I'ma breed them. You are? Yeah. Okay. I need you to let me know when you do that because you know I, I need to get one of them. Okay. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Now you are actually an Atlanta native. So mm -hmm. what part of Atlanta are you originally originally from? Um, from like by Cumberland. Yeah. And what was it like for you growing up there? Um, it was cool. Um, I went to school and high school out there, so it was cool. It was fun. Um, I used to get in a lot of trouble, and I used to skip school a lot. This is my <laughs> best friend. Well, we was in middle school together, but she went to a different high school. But, yeah, um, and then I didn't go my last year, 12th grade. I did it online. Oh, so you went homeschooled in the 12th grade. Mm -hmm. How was transitioning from like being in school around a lot of people to, you know, being at home? Well, I did it, I did it online because that's the year like I kind of like got, you know, a little bit of um, whatever you want to call it, like fame or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like too much at school. I just ain't like it. Um, so that's why I did the online. But I, I do kind of regret it because school, high school was fun. And I wish I could have like walked and got my diploma and experienced that and stuff. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, it's all good. You could always go back if you wanted to. For real? <laughs> I don't know. I just said. Oh that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your upbringing like? Um, oh, it was it was good. Um, I grew up with my dad, and yeah, I moved out with my mom when I was seven, and I went to go stay with my dad, and that was yeah. Did it ever affect you mentally, like growing up in a single parent home? Mentally, I wouldn't say, I don't know, but like, it's like now things I notice, you know, but it ain't nothing like God can't fix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know you said that you was getting in a lot of trouble. So at what age did you jump off the porch? <laughs> mm, what that was, well, it was like eighth grade, right? Uh, what it was, uh, yeah, oh yeah, 13. Oh, I was so Not bad. Not you jumping off the porch at 13. I thought I was grown. <laughs> <laughs> and during your time of jumping off the porch at an early age, what was like the craziest thing that you've ever experienced? Okay, so like when I was like 13 in eighth grade, I went, first of all, I lied, told my dad I was going over a friend's house to spend the night. But I went to my, my homeboy 
he, um, my gay friend, I went to his birthday party. And so, you know, everybody at the weed, you know, they trying to smoke, be cool, whatever. So I'm like, oh, I want to try it. <laughs> so then, so then this boy, um, I didn't even know him like that, but he was like, oh, I got some. I'm like, okay, bet. So then, so then we went off, just me and him went off in the cut to go smoke. And this is my first time smoking, and we smoked the whole blunt together. And so um, I started tripping. I like, like, it felt like I was going to hell. Like, it was so bad. And, um, and then somehow I ended up back at the party, and I just remember they told me I was, like, digging in the dirt, digging in the dirt, and then scratching my neck. I couldn't remember that. It felt like I was going to hell for real, like, the feeling. Like, it felt like my body turned to sand, and, like, every piece was just falling apart. But I heard that um, a lot of people get their reactions with weed. <laughs> not a lot of people, but it's, it's not, like, it's not like, cause I used to think like, damn, something really wrong with me. Like, why can't everybody smoke and I feel like this? But then my best friend, you know, he jumped out the porch a little late. So when he was in college, like two, three years ago, he had the same exact, we had the same exact feeling. Like the way we was explaining it, it was the same as that way. I'm like, okay, so thank God I ain't tripping. It's just not meant for everybody. And I had to, and end up, I ended up having to go to the hospital and my dad had to come get me. And he found out I was where I wasn't supposed to be. And stuff yeah oh wow so you had like a whole like panic attack on the weed I thought I was going to hell <laughs> <laughs> what is the experience of like going to hell like how do how do you interpret that like, like it's like all these bad memories started coming up and I was just like God please give me one more chance I ain't gonna do it no more <laughs> <laughs> And what would you say was like one of the biggest life lessons that you learned growing up or you're still learning right now? Um, to put God first mm -hmm. and don't trust everybody and everybody ain't your friend and to really setting boundaries. You got to learn how to have boundaries. And what were some things that really allowed you to learn those lessons? Um, well, the boundaries ones, I'm still learning, but that is like, you know, when you get like money and stuff, people gonna try to take as much as they can. Or, you know what I'm saying? That's anything like, you know, so you just gotta have boundaries. And it don't mean they're a bad person, but you just gotta know, fuck with them, how, how you fuck with them. And I know earlier we were talking about boundaries uh -huh. and you know, you stated before that you, you came into this like really early. Mm -hmm. So how were you able to really set those boundaries at such an early age? Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I just started setting boundaries. Yeah, I just started. And what were some things that like you put the boundaries on? Um, how long somebody could stay at my house. Um, if I'm, you know, if I go out when I'm a pay for, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, how, yeah, really like uh, the house and like people feeling comfortable to ask me for stuff and me, me having to be okay with saying no. If it's something I don't want to do, no, they don't make me a bad person. But you know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta learn that within myself, yeah. What would you say is probably one of the biggest obstacles that you've had to face? Okay, so like when I first, when I first started all this, I was like very childish and stuff. So kind of just like maturing and, and um, maturing and finding God and uh, uh, um, 
finding the good people around me. And you know, like just observing mm -hmm. you from like back then mm -hmm. to now, mm -hmm. I do see that you have definitely toned it down mm -hmm. from when you first came out. Do you still, do you feel the same way? Yeah, for sure. Like back then I was just young and I had like people influencing me to do that stuff. And you know, I, that's another thing where it was the immaturity being influenced. But um, yeah. So what are some things that we cannot catch you doing no more? <laughs> um, I'm still loud when I'm with my friends and stuff, but just not unnecessary loud. But like if I'm having fun with my friends, yeah, we, you know what I'm saying? But um, shoot, a lot of stuff, yeah. Now, how exactly did the Woe Vicky brand come about? Uh, it came about, um, really, to be honest with you, okay, so I had some friends. I, so when I was like 16, I used to always tell my, my friends, I'm like, I'm going to be rich and famous one day. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. So then I met these people, whatever, they did social media and stuff, and they put me on, and it was like, yeah, you could go viral, whoop, because of the way I talk and stuff like that. And then, and then it was like, just make these, fun, these, make these videos and then whatever. So I did it, funny videos. And then they was going viral. And then from there is when, I, probably like two years after that's when I really started, or a year when I started like building my image better and stuff. And what comes with being a social media influencer that we would never know about? Like, for instance, uh -huh. on the outside looking in, we see y'all make funny videos, we see y'all post okay. pictures, yeah. but we don't know like what actually goes into it, like the effort, the yeah. time, yeah. and all of the extra stuff. So what would you say are some things that we may not be aware about when it comes to be a social media influencer? It's like a lot of um, drama, fake people, um, it come with a lot, you know, people always asking for stuff. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For thinking they, they, that because of you, where you at, that you, they, like, they, what's it called? Like, entitled? Yeah, entitled to stuff. Um, and it come with it come with a lot because it come with like, damn, like I thought this person really fucked with me, and then it's like, and then it's like, but people be lame as hell. And then like y'all y'all might see on Instagram, like that's why I say I don't take nothing I see on the internet in that serious. I don't care. Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. If this person and this person together, I don't even take that junk serious because you never know what people go behind, behind closed doors because you might see somebody post somebody and be like, they're friends, but in real life, they ain't even friends for real and they be talking shit about each other. Yeah. And you've had to deal with all of that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, you was in a lot of drama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I know whenever you first came out, like, you did catch a lot of slack because a lot of people would say that you act 
black or mm -hmm. you talk black. So mm -hmm. what was your thoughts on those comments? Um, well, I really never cared too much because I knew they was going to talk regardless. Um, that's what people do. They're going to talk, if, even if I talk to like a white girl from, um, from Arizona, they still going to talk. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's like whatever. Um, they don't know me and they don't know, like, so, you know what I'm saying? They can't really say nothing, but it did get, it did get to me at one point when it was like everybody was hating, hating me. I'm like, dang, like, these people don't even know me. They hate me. This, I don't like this. Like, so, so that's when I tried, that's when I, you know, switched it up. Cause I didn't want the whole world hating, hating me, but it's like, <clears throat> yeah. So, but it's like, you, you just gotta realize like, in the day, if somebody hates you, it's something they got wrong within they self for, for to hate somebody who they don't even know. And how are you able to handle really tough critics? Cause it's like y'all really can't escape it as social media influencers. Um, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> cause they don't, they don't know, only God can judge you. Yeah, and, and half the time motherfuckers be talking shit, but they got a lot going on in their damn self. And what's the biggest challenge that comes with being an influencer? Um, <clears throat> what you think? Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, okay, for instance, like, it'll be so many people that want you to do something. Like, everybody I want you to be a rapper. Everybody I want you to put your image out there like this, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, like, like maybe they want you to be a rapper and, and, and talk about sex and not, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, but it's like, I don't want to do that. That's not me. So it's like, you gotta be yourself. And I did see that you are like a full-time artist now. Yeah. So what made you want to take that leap and go all in with your music? Um, it's fun and I like the way I sound. I think I, I mean, I know I sound good. And yeah, that's why. So when you initially did it, did you think that it would take off or were you kind of like, I don't know if I want to step into this full-time? Yeah, at first, at first, I just did it playing around, and then I started to take it more serious, and then, but, yeah. And when did you start making music? Um, 2018. 2018? Mm -hmm. I started taking it serious 2019. What was the song that really made everybody, like, pay attention? Like, damn, well, Vicky is out here rapping uh -huh. now. These hoes don't like me. They want to <laughs> fight me. That's the song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and who would you say are your musical influences? Um, Lil Baby is my favorite rapper. Um, I love Lil Dirt too. Um, um, I love Tupac. And um, what's a girl? Oh, Amaretta. She fine. You like Amaretta? Do you like Nicki Minaj? Yeah, I, I like Nicki. Nicki too. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel about the current rap game? Well, the current women in rap. Um, I feel like they doing their thing. They doing their thing. Oh, I love Trina. Trina? Yes. Oh yeah, you know we love Trina. Yeah. Absolutely. Shut up. Now, when it comes when it comes to your biggest, I mean, when mm -hmm. it comes to your music career, uh -huh. what's the biggest risk you've had to take? Um. 
Oh, it's a lot of deals I passed on, but I don't regret it. Um, yeah, I don't regret it because I don't really, like, everything is not what it seems. That's all I'm going to say. It sounds good, but that shit don't be what y'all be thinking it is. So, since you are an independent artist, mm -hmm. what does that grind look like for you? Um, going to the studio, paying for my own studio session, um, working with producers, and yeah. What would you say would be like one of the challenges of an independent artist? Um, the only challenge, and I think this is where a lot of people mess up, you have to um, know how to market your stuff and your music and marketing strategies. Kanye West, he's a marketing genius. Um, and I feel like I'm smart in that area too. Mm -hmm. And with you already having your start as a social media influencer, was it hard for people to take you serious as an artist? Yeah, I mean, no and yes. It, really, once they hear it, it's just like, okay, that's fine. And even touching back into your music, let's get into your new visual. Like me, I actually fuck with the song. Really? I like it, yeah. Thank you, I appreciate how, it. How did that come about? Um, I just, I just, Got in the studio one day, and then, yeah, and then I, I like the beat and the song, yeah. The visual was dope, too. How did y'all come up with the concept for that? Um, my manager did that, but to be honest with you, I don't even like that video. I wanted to redo it. <laughs> it it's, not, it's not him. I just yeah. didn't like the way I, I wanted to, like, have my hair and shit done. I yeah. thought you looked good, though. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you look good. Thank you. And do you plan on dropping an EP this year? Yes. Tell us about that. Um, I'm going to drop an album. I'm going to drop an album probably within a month or two. Do you have any features that you could tell us about? Yeah, a little baby on there. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Not soon. Uh, um, nothing I can't confirm yet, but you're going to see when it come out. You're going to download it? Yeah, we got you. Okay. <laughs> Do you have the name picked out for it already? No, I don't. Well, we're going to be looking forward to that, too. <laughs> okay, bet. My name is Seven. Seven? Mm -hmm. I like that. I mm -hmm. fuck with that. Now that we have your Like Me visual, what's next for you? Um, oh, you seen... Wait, you talking about the video I just dropped? Mm -hmm. Your video that you just oh, dropped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the one I was talking about, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I do like that one a lot. Um, but yeah, no, next is the album. The and, album. and more visuals gonna come with the album. Can we catch you on tour before we lock down? I hope we don't lock down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it coming, I'm not gonna lie. For real? Yes, yeah. I definitely feel it coming. But um, nothing confirmed, but it might happen. Yeah, I'm open to it. That'll be it. And who is some female artist that you would like to work with in the future? Amaretta, Cardi B, Mulatto, Trina. Nicki Minaj. Oh, Bia. That's my friend. I love her. Oh, Callie. That's my homegirl. I love her. She said my name in her song. <laughs> I could definitely see you working with all of those people, too. Yes. And before we wrap up, do you have any advice for people who are trying to find themselves through social media or just find their way in this shit, period? Um, yeah, just put God first and keep working and don't care what people think because if you care what people think, you ain't going to get nowhere. 
And that's where, that's even in the Bible. It say like most of the disciples or even Jesus people looked at him like he was crazy, you know what I'm saying? And then look, he saved all their lives. Yeah. Yes, I know that's right. Yeah. And before we wrap up, do you have any last words or shout outs? Um, um, thank y'all for having me. And yeah, period. Pussy asshole can never. Bitches popping tag. She gon' spin the bag. Hope it's not your mess. She gon' throw that ass. Cash in, cash out. He when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.